Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time. I'm Grant. I'm Tyler. So we're back. We're here, guys. Follow the Facebook page, Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time. We appreciate that. We appreciate you guys tuning in as well. As always, you know, the listener support is available. Leave us reviews. Leave us the five stars. Give us the thumbs up. Whatever platform does for good things leave us those we like good things yep and, and even uh, if you don't have time for all that shenanigans you know just give us a listen just absolutely. every now and then you know if you could tell your friends tell your family um if it's something that they might be interested in you know just random conversations uh stuff you tell around a campfire you know stuff you talk about whether it's uh um work whether it's you know outdoor stuff um, whether it's cooking foraging hunting you know we talk about everything and we even verge into conspiracy type things sometimes oh, yeah. which is super fun uh so we we enjoy uh talking about a wide spectrum of things so don't you know don't think that we are um if you listen to one maybe two podcasts we're exclusive to one topic or one specific type of thing we do like to embark into kind of everything i think it keeps things interesting i don't know about absolutely you. no topic is off limits That's yeah what i like about it and so sometimes we like to uh, stray from topics. We get sidetracked. Um, and definitely, depending on the guests we have in the studio, quote, or, you know, have call in or whatever, the topics are going to be, uh, well, random. And uh, that's kind of the way we like it. So if that answers some of your guys' uh, questions, if you're new listeners and stuff, you haven't listened uh, to any any of the other ones before we welcome you thank you thank you for listening sit down and buckle up it's about to get ready for a bumpy ride so last week or not i guess a week and a half ago the last podcast we talked a little bit about uh you know in passing in passing we had talked indirectly due to my trip from to Arizona, um, oh, yeah. the yeah. jojoba oil that because they had all the jojoba plants down there, um, and we had kind of joked around and said, "Well, I'll see if I can't contact someone, you know, in Arizona." Well, I did a little research. Whoa! And I found a family farm um, that's been growing jojoba for decades now in Arizona. Um, it's a small family; they grow just pure jojoba. It's awesome. Um, all their pictures, they got YouTube videos of the preparation and of their farm and everything. Uh, you, you guys can find them at purehohaba.com. Um, well, the guy that I was talking to, I'm not sure if he's the owner, but I believe so. His name's Kirk, uh, extremely nice guy. Um, I kind of just sent him an email, just want to, you know, ask about his products and all that. And he ended up sending me a little sample so I could try nice. the jojoba oils and, he has blended oils, um, he has beard oils, skin, hair, all sorts of different oils. And um, what's really awesome about jojoba is that it m- really closely mimics natural skin oil. So that's why it's safe for, it's good for you all then. skin right. types. You know, right. it's, stay, it's very, very good um, for a variety of things. And they have so many different products. I didn't realize I guess kind of the applications that you can use it for, but there's even like rollers, lotions, moisturizers, and soaps, everything that you can kind of put it in, whether if you want, you know, blended stuff with different scents that may linger a little bit, but everything that he uses is all natural. So it's not exactly going to be like a perfume, which I actually prefer it not be a perfume. No, I don't want to be stanking up all Correct. the place. I want a nice subtle smell. Yes. And yeah. this 
is one of those things. It's blended with other natural oils like clove oil or rosemary oil or cedar oil, things like that. Eucalyptus oil, which also naturally grows down there in Arizona, eucalyptus trees. And that's one of those things, especially with my, my work, is I have an air-fed hood. So it circulates all the scents of whatever's in my beard oh, yeah. all day long. So yeah. if it's, you know, aggravating to me, I can't, I can't have it. Yeah. So Well, this is nice. It smells really great. Um, kind of intermediate smell at first, not too strong, not too subtle. And then within like five minutes, it goes to the subtle stage. Yeah. And it stays there for like half hour to an hour where it just kind of vanishes nice. in scent, yeah, which is awesome. Um. I've been using it for a week. I actually really like it. So I know we kind of hinted at, you know, maybe trying to do some sort of uh, beard oil for the Beard Bros Campfire Fun Time and exclusively, you know, doing some sort of recipe that kind of captures the Ozarks and what we love about the Ozarks in our state of Missouri and our partnering states, um, and especially the ones to the south of us, Arkansas, where we kind of spent a lot of our time and a lot of our hobbies and activities um, so we're going to try and figure something out. We're going to um, get something for you guys. It's going to be great. Yeah. So that's beard bros, beard bros treat right there. That's one of those things we're going to be working on. We'll keep you guys on in the loop. Uh, and, uh, I guess we'll move on. Um, I was at the farmer's market, I guess last week and this morning. So I'll kind of lump them into one. Is there a lot of people there. Kind of uh, rainy last week there was, cause yeah. it was really nice. Uh, today for sure it was rainy and overcast and, it was kind of in between the rain when we popped in. Normally, you definitely want to go there when it's like 7.30, 8.30 a.m., yeah. but you're going to have to fight a all little bit oldies. of people. But that's when you'll guarantee to have all the best product and the choice and selection right. and nothing's going to be sold out. Because in a town like Springfield, you know, we've talked about it on our farmer's market episodes in the early days of this podcast about kind of the political aspects of the location who gets what location yes you know and also the which farmers market you go to um in the geolocation politics uh that i guess you know the societal politics that are put into if you're a north side shopper or if you're by the mall or if you're on the south side farmers market you know if if you go to a different city if you go to the republic ones you know there's there's all sorts of silly judgment that yeah. people <laughs> real just put snooty on at the stuff. farmer's market. It's okay, so Karen, stupid, yeah. grab your cucumbers, get out of here. It's so stupid because it's like I just want some 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 product here, you know, yeah. like some produce and some proteins. That's what I go for yeah. is produce and proteins. And if there's a good food truck or a booth that has, you know, like there's a fresh acai bowl mm-hmm. place yeah. on the south side. So after I'm shopping, I'll generally go get acai bowl with coconut and honey and granola nice. and I'm usually searching. It's the only delicious. time uh, I go to the farmer's market is whenever I run out of strawberry rhubarb jelly because uh, there's always these one people that come out of, yeah. I think, Nixer or something, hand make everything. Just yeah. It's the best thing ever. So I, I only go there for the jelly. Yeah, there's, uh, we actually stopped at Tasty Acres, which is near Fellows Lake uh, up here in Springfield, just on the north side of town, um, just outside of city limits, um, kind of on H. You, you take Glenstone out north which it turns into h once you cross over 44 and you take that down 
uh, two lights, not the first one with the gas station, but the second one, which is a few miles down. It's past the church and all that. Remember, not everyone's local. Oh, I know, but <laughs> this, this is... So this is irrelevant to them. <laughs> absolutely. But this is kind of for those people that, that are locals plugging in, and it's literally just take a right down the road. Um, you can go and pick your own strawberries or buy nice. the pre-picks. Yeah, that'd be cool. And of course, I always wait until like a few weeks into the strawberry season or like mm-hmm. two weeks in so it's like they've had time to develop they've yeah. gotten rid of the early ones the strawberries right now are looking pretty sour looking and then pretty, all pretty of a sudden i always wait hopefully best case scenario is that we have rainy season during this time but we have days where it's intermittent as well as like every other <clears throat> so we'll get a hot day followed by rain and then a hot day followed by rain. well that's what we had we had like a right. 92 degree day followed by storms so these plants don't know what they're doing no and it caused them to just get really ripe and big overnight so we went there and we picked five and a half five and three quarters of a pound strawberries and i got some fresh elderberry syrup because they also grow elderberries out there and they press their own cold press syrup Uh, it's for antioxidants and vitamins and nutrition it's really good it's cut with um, it's like some cinnamon, some clove, and then it's kind of submersed and cut with honey. So everything is oh, really nice. sweet and, and a little acidic. And, yeah. yeah, really good stuff. Um, so we stopped by the uh, me and a friend stopped by Murphy's Orchard not too long oh, ago. Oh yeah, a couple days ago actually, because we were doing. I some, love Murphy's. We stopped in Billings to get some antiques and stuff, just random decoration and mm-hmm. stuff. And so we stopped. I'm like, I wonder if they've got that apple cider slush. That apple cider we slush. We showed up. Normally, Murphy's it's a whole Orchard. yeah, it's a whole bunch of old PH. people, just the nicest people, you know. This time it was like a 16 year old kid behind the. There place. are lots of young young kids now. Since, yeah. since school's kind of back, there are kids working. Yeah, and then there was no selection of anything. There just wasn't. You know, they they had one table of strawberries. Usually, this place is bustling it's, with everything. It's probably out of season. It's for out what of season kind of for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of kind of let down yeah. on that end. That's why I you know I generally go to the farmers markets when it's kind of intermittent seasons. Yeah. Whenever well. Not necessarily intermittent seasons, but for for the orchards, like it's not exactly apple season right now. Right. right. So they're not going to have a whole season. lot of produce, and what they are going to have might be some, you know, some berries and stuff like that. Yeah. But <clears throat> and herbs. But as far as their fall stuff, like melons and their apples and peaches, that's what they kind of do. So the intermittent intermittent season, that's what I'm talking about. Right. In the off season. I will go to farmers markets, pick up kind of the produce and proteins that I don't normally get access to because there's a couple purveyors that are amazing. I mean, there's a guy that has elk in Lebanon. I've talked about it here before and um, amazing stuff. I ended up getting elk elk soup bones is what they were labeled, right? Four ninety five a pound. Is the same guy that has like all the elk jerky and stuff? Yes. Yeah, now listen to this, cool. dude. Yeah. Elk stuff. He said elk stew bones. Stew bones. So I was like, that's perfect. I'm expecting elk bones, like leg bones, cut in half with the marrow and the fat, little collagen, maybe yeah. maybe a little pieces of meat. I plan on making an elk stock. Well, it's all frozen. Four ninety five a pound is it. So I get two pounds. And I take it home, cut it open, and it's full on meat. It's like a shank cut, like a cross That's section weird. with meat. And we ended up having like, 
probably ended up eight ish ounces of meat in a whole pot because I end up kind of pressure cooking. Dang, it that's with a good deal then. Stuff. Killer Ooh. deal. And it's all elk meat. Dude. Yeah, that's good. Elk that's meat awesome. and elk fat. And then I got uh what else? End up getting beef heart, um, beef tongue. I had the heart already. Lingua. I haven't had the tongue yet. I'm I'm gonna do the same thing like pressure cook it and slow cook yeah. it. Um and then peel it, trim it, cook it again, get that thing really nice and where it just pulls apart like pulled pork. So nice. good. And all that is just, it's right here. Yeah. And so this is really funny, but I have a Facebook friend and I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to, you know, anybody be mad Throw at them me. under the bus. And I'm not judging anyone. I just want, you know, to make an example. This is very important when people say it's expensive to eat healthy right what did i you know i just mm. said i got elk stew bones for 4.95 a pound end up getting two pounds that cost me about 11 dollars with tax right. right and it fed two people for two meals and i could have stretched it way more had i would have mm-hmm. made a stock and kept the right. stock and made more things with that stock but or that, that's one time going to yeah, McDonald's yep, or Wendy's or trip. whatever on crap one food. Trip. Well, this individual every single week, um, this individual posts about 50 cent corn dog day at Sonic. Mm-hmm. Not only is this individual posted weekly, religiously. Do they work at Sonic? Why would caps, they have- no, no, no. Just they love corn dogs and they love cheap <laughs> fast food. So they remind dogs. everyone every week hey, that's 50 and it's in caps, you know, like 50 cent corn dogs. Oh my goodness. And then what I said is if, if, if you were to search and add up for one year, her Sonic bills alone, just the Sonic, I was like, you could buy at least one to three acres of land. If you cut out the dogs, you can get the land. Dude, isn't that crazy to think <laughs> about, though? Like, if you were to... Well, well that well, goes with anything, What am I supposed though. to eat? Yeah. Well, I just talked about it. Yeah. it. It may take you getting a job in a kitchen or two in learning how to cook, basically, and prep food so that you can learn... If you don't know how to cook, that's the best way to do it. Get a yeah. get a part-time job. Or, or even YouTube if, now, if you can't, you can Yes, that's anything. the easiest and yeah. best way because there's no, like... No, you can't mess anything up. Yes. You're not, we're worried about money. But that <laughs> but that costs you money because you, You're you have to have food. You're wasting time and yeah, food. Yeah, so, right, you know, right. that's that's why in a kitchen, if you don't know anything, you'll at least learn how to do basic yeah. things that you can then, you know, cook. Or if you want and if money's not really an option, you can go to school for it. I don't exactly uh, push that. There's no reason to do that. You can learn in the there, correct yeah, kitchen. Nowadays, there's too much With information YouTube out there. YouTube and stuff, yeah. it makes it, you know... Almost no no reason to do that. Um, but if you were to learn how to do things like just make a basic soup stock, like what I did, take bones, sometimes meat and bones, vegetables, some seasoning, just water, some oil, and you simmer it. Yeah, yeah some, sometimes it involves adding more water. And then you take, oftentimes you'll take all the stuff that you put in out, strain it, put it back on the stove, and reduce it again. So you're concentrating flavors and nutrition and you're getting everything where then when you're like, if I want to make this sauce or I want to make this pasta, I want to make this thing, you can literally take some of this stock 
and draw it. And you're not just adding water, flavorless nothing into something. You're adding flavor. So and that's like rich, true flavor rather yes. than like a boolean cube or something yeah. in water, <laughs> which is you and know powder. It's fresh, and you know how long it's been since it's yeah. been made. Whereas when you you know you start thinking about what it's made, what boolean cubes might be made from is you know old, old, old chickens is dried oh, yeah. and cooked and Processed reduced and dried and powderized and pressed it's like how old is this product that we're eating not there's anything wrong with it but when you're talking about real nutrition and eating cheap you can do all this for yourself by correctly um how do i say it i guess correctly planning what you're going to do learning a little bit a little bit of knowledge will save you lots of time and lots of money how to correctly buy things and buy the right products don't like we have a store in town, um, Mama Jeans. It's wonderful. It's one of those all natural health food stores. But, <laughs> but a pricey. You should not be buying your groceries here for ninety percent of people in this town. You know, ninety nine percent of people. You shouldn't be buying all of your groceries here. You know, this is a place that you supplement and you buy things that you can't find at other places, at other small stores, or at farmers markets, or at Walmart if that's where you go. Um, Unless you got money to burn, yes. you know what I mean, but and that's fine because you're you're supporting a local yeah. business, which is great. But yeah, it's very expensive. It's very, very high pricey. On things. Um, but if you know what you're getting, and produce is in season, and it comes through, their produce is fantastic. You're able to get little, um, small amounts. They're very smart about stocking small amounts on the shelf, and then just restocking throughout the yeah. whole day, so produce doesn't go bad. It stays fresh. Um, they I went to Hy-Vee the other day. Hy-Vee's great. And produce. they have these like, it's called, it's like dinner for one. It was a big th- uh, inch thick cut of prime rib and a twice baked potato. Yeah. And I'm like, this is perfect. Uncooked, nothing. Yeah. You do it all yourself. How much was I threw it? it in. Like 10 to 12 bucks? Yeah, it was less than that. It was like yeah. $8.99. See, I'm like, dude, that's money that's right even, there. That's even better. And for me, I don't necessarily cook a whole lot because A, I'm not a great cook and B, I only have myself right now, you know, so it's, I, I got to cook small. Yeah. So that kind of thing was just awesome. And that dude, that prime rib was money. Just, just cut recently yeah. slab, put it up there. And I was like, man, that's, that's the way to do it right there. Dude, what you need is what I have that multi cooker thing. That's See, I was looking I, for something easy. I'll I was like, you, do I want an air, dr- no, no, air no, no, fryer? No, no, no. You don't need no air fryer. You yeah. already have an oven. Yeah. All right. Cause that's an, it's, that's a tiny Right. convection oven so it's your oven with a fan yeah that'll blow hot air in and around it and over it which is very effective but it's very it takes up so much space on your counter unless you get the big french door style that mm-hmm. open up that literally looks like a toaster oven because yeah. guess what that's what it is yeah it's a convection oven very handy you can do lots of things but unless you're like a chef you couldn't utilize its full potential mm-hmm in roasting things, cooking gang, you know, baking things. I mean, you can do everything inside of it, but you have to understand it's an oven, just like the one, you know, under your stove, but smaller. So what I would recommend is one of those multi-cookers that's like, they call them like a 13-in-1. It's really a pressure cooker that also has like rice cooker capabilities. Mm. Some of them even have bread functionality and baking. Mm. A lot of them do. And I found mine unbelievably at best buy on one of the uh like appliance sections sometimes they have gold Dude. deals and that's where i got my uh knives from yeah they're killer yeah. It, there was a 50 percent off 
tag on the lowest end one that I was looking at. And I was like, this can't be good. It was $30. But I saw the features. The other ones were like 80, 120, 300. And the reviews weren't bad. It it was like four in a sliver stars Mm. on the tag. But it was $30 cut in half from 60. It's like, well, you know, if this thing even cooks rice... That well, alone would be that worth, alone will be yeah. worth my thirty dollars, oh. dude. It's absolutely awesome. You can do everything. It's exactly what you need. You put your meat, your veggies, a little oil, a little seasoning. If you want mm-hmm. a little water or stock or whatever, cap it, close it, seal the little thing closed, and then no. When you push the cap on it kind of locks oh, it you twist it yeah, it yeah. closes so it makes a little a fully pressurized latch. sealed mm-hmm. yeah. and then when you turn it on you just hit your buttons like mine is not a a full like display. menu screen yeah. it's a display of numbers for yeah, your yeah. time and your temperature and all that but i've got all the buttons on the face gotcha so i can just hit like meat slash stew or sear you can take the lid off sear mode and cook sear first then you'd have to like pull it out every time no what this is great. The actual container lifts out and it's nonstick and all that coated. Mm-hmm. But so what I'll do is I'll hit sear. It heats up in like 10 to 15 seconds. Olive oil in it. It's already hot. Throw in onions. Sear those. Throw in my meat. Give it a good sear. Give it a flip. Add in all my other stuff. Hit cancel to cancel the sear mode. Mm-hmm. Then I'll hit meat stew. Lid on. Cap it, pressurize. So you can do everything start. in there. You don't have to worry about hundred three different pans that you had, you would have normally had. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And then what you're doing, you have to understand what you know pressure cooking is. But this makes it very easy, and there's tons of safety features on these. That's there. It takes all the danger out for the most part, like almost all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're speeding up the cooking process. So all of your low and slow stuff you can do in like around an hour to hour and a half, including meat, but like bone broth, you can put bones from animals, carcasses in there, water, (laughs) some veggies, some salt, pepper, seal it up, hit it for an hour and a half. And it's like you cooked it three to four hours. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Pulled pork, you know, for, for, for tongue, Mm. for organ meats. Um, for roasts, it's unbelievable. Yeah, what's uh, what was the brand of yours? Do you know? I don't know. I'll, some... I'll have to text you when I get home because I can't remember I what it is. Best Buy tonight, dude. It's man. sick. I've been looking for something. I was like, I don't necessarily easy. want an air fryer, just, but you know, makes it yeah, easy. I didn't know that even existed. So, and sometimes what I'll do, I'll make rice first. Takes me literally twenty minutes. Rice is done. Bing. Go take it out. Fluff my rice. Dump my rice. Store it. Keep it nice and sealed clean the thing out real quick wipe it because that's mm-hmm. basically all you have to do yeah. put it in do my uh, meat do a mock stir fry real quick hit it for like 30 minutes it's it's so like you, would you just hit, slow you cook. Would cook the rice first yeah why is that well because i kind of like my rice cooled down a little bit where it's not so like sticky uh, soft or yeah yeah where it's had had a chance to release a little bit of that steam okay. and not not be quite so hot and but that's only for the application of adding on like stir fry on top right, or something, right. something like with a, a sauce or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that kind of gives you a little bit more texture to the dish and it's not all, all just not a mush, you know, kind of thing. There's nothing I hate more than overcooked rice. Oh, yeah. 
you know, get your ratios right. Like I bought my big, you know, eight pound or 10 pound bag of basmati rice from the Asian market. Um, and then you rinse it, clean it, rinse it, clean it until the water comes out nice and clean. And then you'll take that rice and dump it in and just Google water ratios for that particular, like basmati right. rice water ratio. Because they'll absorb a certain yes. amount that's different. Yep. And then you just beep, 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 hit rice mode, start, and it cooks. Hmm. When it's done, you slow, you wait like 10 seconds, Above hit cancel, yeah. unplug it, you know, and you slowly move the valve over and it it unseals a release valve hmm. and it'll start steaming and doing all that. Dang. And once it's released all the steam, um, you just kind of wait a little bit. It'll be very obvious. Yeah. Be very obvious when all of the pressure has been released. Everything is completely calmed down. There's no more anything coming out, but a little bit of steam drizzling up. And you'll kind of twist the lid a little bit, and it'll easily come open. The safety valve will hmm. depress. You open it up, and it's this stewed creation that looks like it's been done for three to four hours, and it only took you an hour. Yeah, that's incredible. It saves you time, and there's tons of safety features where you can put things in it. Delayed cook start or time delay. It'll hold food so you can set it, go to work, come back, and it's done. Dang. Kind of See, a thing. that's the Just way like I need to be. I want cooker. it to be efficient, and then I don't have yep. a whole lot of excess time, so... Yeah. You know, if I got 30 minutes or whatever that I can pre- kind of pre-plan and get it started, yeah, that'd be perfect. It's been the best $30 I think I've ever spent in my yeah. life. It's, yeah, I'll it's amazing. But it's just a multi-processor. It's multi- a multi-cooker cooker. cooker thing. Yeah. It has a pressure cooker. That's its main feature. But, but it all you has can do just everything. the one cavity that you put it's all your stuff in. It's just one, or one bowl cavity or and it's like the whole thing's like two feet tall, okay. a foot and a half, yeah. and it's about a foot wide. Huh. And it has a little safety depressed kind of plunger you can feel it when you put the teflon bowl in it it senses there's a like clicks down with weight and then when you add in there's a few basic rules you know that you do like you don't just open the valve real quick and twist it ever yeah but there's also a safety latch that when there's pressure it won't let you twist the lid open oh that's good so yeah, like yeah. there's things so like that you're not getting scalded or, or blowing exploding. the lid off yeah. i got a funny story about that <laughs> so listen to this back in the kitchen this one was in a farmer's gastropub in the old days in springfield missouri it was a british gastropub one of my most favorite chefs i've ever worked with he's a great guy he's still around um really appreciative for him his name's chef john carlson uh he's kind of a legend in this town whether he knows it or not um he, we were on the line in the middle of like, it, I don't, it was like a fish Friday kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And we ran out of quinoa for the salad. Oh and, no. Quinoa. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, I'll be honest. It was I have an no oversight. Idea what quinoa is. It's an ancient grain. Oh, it's similar so it's to like chewy, couscous. It's, texture. it's like, yeah. Um, like a miniature boba ball. Think mm-hmm. about like yeah, that. Yeah. So, He's like, I can get that done in a hurry. We got a pressure cooker. It's the old school pressure cooker. Just the twist lock aluminum <laughs> with the thing on top with the little valve stem. Yeah. The old school where yeah. you got to be very careful with it, not over pressure. Like it's, it's a bomb. And he's like, I'm on it, chef. And he, he goes and he fills it up, gets his quinoa, water, salt, a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of oil, puts it in, starts it. It's all pressurized. It's cooking. It's like 15 minutes later. 12 minutes later, something like that. Uh, he's in just like go, go, go mode. 
Yeah. So he because kind of Chef about John it Carlson <laughs> goes to go, go, go mode yeah. right off the bat. He'll pump food out. You know what I'm saying? Just slinging food out. Awesome dude. He let a little bit of common sense side on this though. Hilarious. In the kitchen, our owner walks back, Bill Griffiths, and he's a authentic British man from London, from the Shire kind of area, actually North and North England. And he is asking where the quinoa is, or at least how long it's going to be before he can resume selling it on the floor with his servers. And Chef John's like, ah, the quinoa. Hold on, Chef. Let me check. And he just grabs the pot, pulls it off the stove, and he's like, he hits the valve and like three, (laughs) three, four times just to like, I don't even know what he was thinking. Like, try to purge it a little bit? Let me just like get a little bit of this pressure. I can contain, you know, hundreds (laughs) of pounds of pressure. I remember seeing him like acting like he knew exactly what to do. He grabs a towel. He swings it around his hand. So it wraps around a few times, puts it over the top valve and he goes. And then he's like, all right. And you see him like muscling. Because like, it's, it's pressure. Oh, so, yeah. And dude, the second the seal broke, it just. Boom. Like thunder. Just go straight up. You feel it in your chest. <laughs> and I was 12, 15 feet away from on the line behind equipment. And it's a bomb goes off. The lid breaks through the ceiling tile. <laughs> Quinoa goes in a geyser upward. Sprays everywhere, literally explodes oh. quinoa fragmentation everywhere. Every the entire kitchen gets coated in quinoa and hot water. It was the funniest thing I've ever Jeez. seen. Servers were screaming, the dishwasher was freaking out. He he thought he got shot. It was it was insane. And that's one of those like rookie mistake things that you would never do, but it's been so long since you've been a rookie. Yeah, it, that you forget, you forget the, the basics sometimes. The basic, yeah. yeah, and he's just prying this pressurized <laughs> pressure. That's great. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. It was so funny. Let me see what what else did I get? That farmer's mark beef tongue, beef heart. Got some short ribs. Um, what are you, you gonna braise them? What are you gonna do with them? Short. Ribs? Oh, I'm gonna throw that in that same cooker. Ooh. You know I'm gonna do it. Ooh, what shallow kind, what kind braise. Of spices you can do. I'm Something a shallow sweet, braise, subtle. and then what I'll probably do is take out the sh- the spare ribs, keep the sauce going, take the spare ribs, sear them, so kind of do a little reverse. Yeah, and then possibly potentially throw them back in, depending on how soft they're. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of planning what I want them to be like or how I want them. I might even debone them after cooking a, a long while. And then kind of do it like a chopped, chopped short rib sandwich kind of a thing, mm, you know. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, got Cornish game hen too. They had massive ones. They had two and three pound Cornish game hens. Those are pretty big. I mean, growing up, we had little like half pounders. Fist. Yeah, well, like maybe two fit. Uh, little guys that you know yeah. you would stuff with veggies and throw them in the oven and roast them off. Those Cornish game hens are so good, yep. man. It's good like eat. a juicier chicken. Like a, yeah, it's like a little mini chicken. Yeah. And they just walk around. You know, I don't know if you've seen Cat Williams' new special on Netflix. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. He's Is back. It good? He's back, dude. Is he still doing the pimp thing? It's great. No, it's World War III. It's it's like the incoming World War Three kind of thing. But he talks about that. He's like, it's you. 
I'm not going to reveal any bits because, you know, yeah, obvious, I want to obvious reasons. Sure. But, like, he talks specifically about these. Like, it's universal that God perfected the chicken. He's like, hey, he's like name one culture that don't eat a chicken. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they got to run from everybody everywhere, whether yeah. they land in China, whether they land in <laughs> Europe. And he talks in depth about, you know, chicken and food. He talks all sorts of, you know, taboo topics that's, you know, recent. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, especially after his last one just wasn't very good. Uh, no. Cat apocalypse. And <clears throat> but he talks a lot about Joe Biden, too. It's hilarious. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to, have to watch it for sure. Pretty good. Yeah, I saw it on there, but I didn't, know if it was, I didn't know if it was an old one or something. I was like, no, nope. well, I didn't know. Brand new. Because I haven't heard of the yeah, yep. World War Three. so. Yep, brand new. Um, Christina Pease, that's Tom Segura's wife. Pazinski. Uh, she had a new special. It's called Mom Jeans, G-E-N-E-S, but it's also a little play to the fans of your mom's house podcast, uh, Mommies. We're all jeans, J-E-A-N. Mama Jean wears. Jeans. What's up, jeans? Um, her new special. Okay, so it's 50-50 from all of the watchers in the uh ymh fan group so i decided to wait kind of a week and then watch it because i wanted to not weigh off other people but just gauge reactions yeah and it was kind of getting a lot of hate so i went into it open mind that's what you know i want to because not only do i like her i like her husband i like their podcast i generally she has a pretty warped sense of humor just like her husband not quite as much as tommy buns but still she's she's great how does that translate on stage you know what kind of topics does she talk about what are her jokes like her delivery of said jokes is she personal you know or personable is she genuine? Because that stuff all comes out. Oh, yeah. It's exposed yeah. when you're on stage, especially filming a special. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's not just your joke writing ability. It's you. It's everything <laughs> combined for sure. Yeah, and so I ended up watching it, and I gotta be honest, man. I hate to admit it. I I didn't finish it. No good. I got halfway through, and even that, I was. It was a. It was a pity watch mm. because I was trying, man. But you could see right off the bat, it was not a genuine personality because we've watched so much of her on the podcast. We know who she is and what she acts like, what right. she sounds like when she speaks, her dialect, you know, her uh, um, her jokes just didn't land with me, man. And like, oh. I know people were defending her uh saying well it's more for the moms out there incorrect it's called mom jeans it's literally for the mommies i get it but it it doesn't mean that i can't uh you know watch and enjoy the special too it's still a comedy special right and that's how i I felt about ali wong whenever she put her out her special yeah i watch a little bit i just can't get into it and then i have all these other like friends that are you know that are they have a family have a whole bunch of kids and they loved it because it was the aspect of you yeah. got to have kids to relate and i don't have kids relate. so i can't yeah. relate to it so yeah. i had to turn it off halfway in into so and that's kind of what i was saying you know don't don't hate us don't judge us for not liking it don't think that i don't like her or what they do i'm allowed to not like one single product it's no different than me cooking i've cooked bad dishes i cooked good dishes for people that thought it was bad you know i've yeah. i've that happens. It's not everything is always going to hit. Not everything's going to be good. I think she could have done 
a little bit better. It's she hasn't she hasn't done a stand up special in a long time, right? It's been years. Yeah, I know she's been doing a lot of comedy. She's been doing a lot of stand up. She's been yeah. killing is is what Rogan's what a lot of people said that went and saw her in the group. Like her stand up itself was really great. Um, heard lots of great stuff about it, but this special to me was not very um entertaining, and I just couldn't quite get through it. But so, uh, that doesn't mean school don't rating. Watch it. What are we What are we getting here? A to F here. Throw in a minus if you need well, to. Well, in my opinion, because I am the viewer and I'm the one getting asked, I would give it probably a C minus. Mm. Just because she literally spent the most on her wardrobe than anyone else in Netflix history is what Netflix told her. What? They say we have never, ever, by a long shot, funded a wardrobe as expensive. What do you mean? She like this. she has Dude, multiple that outfit suit changes. Is is that pink horrific suit that she's I in? I haven't even seen it. Let is like a here. Louis Vuitton or something like that. Oh. It's like one of those top brands. And then she took it and she had to get the collar Swarovskied all the way around because she's a Texan With now. Swarovski diamonds or whatever. Crystals, yeah. And yeah. then the jacket wasn't enough. She got the pants down the pants legs, pinstripe with Swarovski down the side. And as a comedian, There's rule no number re- yeah, one is you want to wear bl- or dark color. You know, nothing that stands out because you no want big your... big logos. Or, right, yeah, you want jokes. what you're saying to land, not yeah. them to just look at you for whatever you're wearing. It shouldn't be super distracting. But of course, that doesn't always count. Look at Eddie Murphy and Raw. Yeah. yeah, that leather suit. That's true. I mean, but again, you can do what you want to do, but I withhold the right to judge, you know, and I thought she looked ridiculous. Yeah, I the thought suit it looked looks really stupid. And whenever she top. talked about how expensive, she didn't give numbers, but it was probably, I mean, I know for a fact it was six figures. <laughs> Like six on a figures. one one yeah, time dude. wear suit. Like yeah. what? What are you thinking? And then I'm sitting here like, I didn't laugh yeah. either. So was it worth it? Did the jacket make your jokes funnier? Yeah, but she got a. It sounds a like big I'm just burning she Christina. Made a lot of money, but. I'm not. I like her. It just it bums me out that she didn't work. Or I, I guess it bums me out that I did not enjoy it like I thought I was going to. I right. can't put it on her. There are people that enjoyed it. She worked very hard for it. There are lots of people that say they related to many of the jokes and laughed the whole way, and I respect yep. that. I just personally didn't. But there's also some people that laugh at anything, even if it's a they, terrible yeah, joke. A lot so of get people, out of here. A lot of people suck. Gosh. They just don't have a sense of humor that's any good. Dude, I was laughing so hard last night. So me and a lady friend went... Uh, we went to Hootentown to do a little floating. Long story short, the water level's too high, so we couldn't put our boats in, so we just started setting up camp anyway and started camping there. And then in the middle of the night, we hear this dude, this weird creeper dude. He drove to and from, like kept leaving the campsite, coming back, and then he was wasted, just drunk, so wasted. And then we hear him like, fire up his truck and try to drive out the last time and at this time it's been raining for hours oh he stopped he hit, yeah regular cat or it was a yeah extended cab two-wheel drive truck and he just 
and he does this for literally an hour straight. I'm thinking he's going to blow his engine. I think the train he's going to go. I don't know why he kept thinking that if I just drunk. smash the gas, that somehow this tire is going to get traction and I'm get out of this mud out. pit. Oh, dude, it was just it was just insane. It was just one of the the wildest <laughs> nights. I just sit here. We're just sitting here watching him. You know, just trying to get out of just, and then eventually he comes walking over, stammering, "Hey, you got a chain?" Like, no, man, sorry, no, <laughs> sorry I'm, about your luck. You I don't have got to a wait it out. Chain in this tent. Yeah, like everyone else, we didn't even tent camp. We slept in the back of the Trailblazer or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it, dude, it was windy, it was storming all night. It was perfect to sleep in where we were at. But oh, dude, I got we tried a, with the tarps, but yeah, the wind was just. Too I got much. a tent for you to try out. Since you got a truck, I don't have a truck anymore. It's a truck tent. I would definitely be interested. It's called the Quick Tent. No K. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a cheap Chinese tent, but it's like a navy or it's like a baby blue and gray and white kind of thing. Uh-huh. I set it up one time in the truck in Arkansas and then we got uh, asked to move in the middle of the night by a park ranger because we were on the wrong side of the campground. So I'm like, I'm not tearing this down oh, and then geez. resetting it up. So we're done here. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But it's it's. I didn't get a chance to see how waterproof, but if you throw a, t- a tarp over it or an actual yeah, yeah. good rain fly, solid, dude, yeah. because it sits right in your truck bed. It hangs over like a little balcony and yeah. it uses your truck bed. So if you throw a little inflatable or just a couple comforters or something, you can literally just camp right in your truck. You got to yeah. make sure it's level. Right, right, right. But well, yeah, I had we just a nice spot. My truck to her trailblazer and, you know, just put back ends and yeah. had her take. It was perfect, dude. Yeah. And we didn't have to worry about tent tearing down any of that yeah. crap. No, it was just so nice. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds see. like a cool tent, though, for sure. Went to Ritter Springs foraging. Soft topic, but uh, I'm looking at my notes here. Went to Ritter Springs, which is another kind of conservation park area around here. It's run by Springfield Park Board. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's really nice. And it's, a lot of stuff to do rather than, yeah, you know, I mean, you can take your dog mm-hmm. out. If you have kids, they have a park there, you know, and. Dude, there's a business that looks like being run an archery business. They had a competition that last last week. It were the uh, carpet store going used through. To be? No, in Ritter Springs. Oh, that's weird. Right there by the archery targets. Yeah, yeah. They now own that building, and huh. they were running a competition. And there was like everybody was out, kids, adults. It was amazing to see. That's they all cool. had bows. They were walking through the woods doing like stock and shoots on targets, scoring. Man, that'd be fun. Big competition. It's awesome what they're doing. But I was out there. It's pretty rainy, and it had been rainy for a week. It's a little late for morels in Missouri anymore. Um, but I was looking for other edible mushrooms. Ended up finding a good, like, two-pound stock of chicken of the woods, that big mm. orange mushroom I yeah. saw. Um, super awesome. Ended up making fried chicken sammies. Nice. Which are delicious you just cut them them chickens into thin strips or thin pieces um and you treat it just like you would chicken you know however you would kind of cook chicken you can do chicken of the woods mushroom and this is one of those things it's like whenever i have friends that are vegetarian and vegan and different diets uh for a variety of reasons and i look at their diet and they're ordering like 
just meatless things. Yeah. And they think that that's nutrition when all they're like meatless pizza. You can't live off of meatless pizza. Yeah, there can't that's be carbs lot. and cheese. You know, yeah. what I'm, it's there's literally like the carbs are straight sugar. That's just sugar. But you get a little protein from cheese, but that's not enough to sustain no. anything. Yeah. And look at the quality of that cheese. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's just not a good diet. And just because the absence of meat, you know, makes you happy, doesn't mean it makes you healthy. Right. And if they wanted to be healthy, a lot of them, I'm not saying every one of them, but almost none of the people that I know that are vegetarians or vegans full time, like for real, do it right. They don't, I don't see a a cabinet full of supplements and vitamins. I don't see them taking pea protein daily in order to supplement their meats or their meatless diet. And they're probably lethargic and sleep all the time. And you know, yeah. (laughs) And all you have to do is uh, if you really want to do it, you got to do it right because that's kind of the problem. One foot in, one foot out on the vegetarian or vegan thing is not a great aspect unless you were, um, you know, kind of eating maybe meat one day a week or something or like every so often eating meat and just mostly vegetarian. You could do something like that because maybe meat doesn't treat your body right um, some way. I get it, but there's there's vital nutrition in red meat. And especially like wild game meat. Oh yeah. That you don't get in vegetables no matter where you source it from. And I find it very hard to believe that. that you can get that as a substitute in pill form. You can't as nutritious. You know what I mean? There's no way. You would have to take so many pills <clears throat> and supplements and it's still not derived. Because it's like even if you get, you know, vitamin B twelve naturally versus vitamin B twelve, let's say from a source, doesn't mean your body's necessarily right. going to absorb it. The exact same way at the same time in the amounts, just like just like whey protein, you know, they're all you get crap whey protein, or you can get you know, and that's not a substitute for real protein. It's not it's not quite the same. Yeah, and in order to get you know that red meat, where it's like all your vitamin Bs and it's iron and niacin and all all sorts of other things other than just protein. Mm-hmm. There's tons of other things in it that that is absent in most vegetable and plant-based proteins. And in order to do that, you have to supplement. And like I said, I don't really know very many people eating pea protein daily and taking pills and doing all this. They just don't. But what I do hear is them buying things. I got the Impossible Burger the other day. Yes. It was. I got the Impossible Pizza. Yeah, it's impossibly disgusting. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's impossibly hard on your body to try and find any nutrition in it. Yeah, I'm going to go gnaw on some styrofoam. That's pretty much the equivalent. And it's impossibly hard to imagine that we have any idea what that does to our body. Mm, Yeah. Over long-term ingestment, you know, in accumulation of something that we we say is derived naturally just because it came from one thing. Well, lots of things are derived from natural sources and are toxic that we can turn into poisons or that are naturally toxic or poisonous right. in their nature. That doesn't that doesn't justify this. Well, it needs to be fully investigated and always under scrutiny just to make sure that what these people are swearing by is harmless and just as good as meat, but without the, you know, feelings. There's no death behind this. 
And that goes back to, well, we all know the truth about farming. Whether you're eating meat or not, there's animals that are getting killed directly just by you existing. I'm sorry. And just by you eating plants, you're not evading any sort of uh, blood on your hands because that's that's the unfortunate, you know, byproduct of farming, even from mass scale down to small farming, you're, you're going to have situations where you're going to accidentally harm animals or intentionally have to harm animals. That's just part of it, you know, and with the plant thing, it's really crazy to think about, you know, fields and fields of monocrop agriculture, what ends up happening in the amount of animal life that gets killed in the process of harvesting a monocrop agriculture it really is crazy Mm -hmm. so just because you're like well i eat all soy based things or i eat wheat based things i don't eat any meat it's like well if you haven't sourced those particular vegetarian things and plant-based things yourself from a farm that you know locally or yourself you can't be so certain that it's not on a big monocrop field that's a thousand acres or eight hundred acres of solid turn and burn soybean every year. Yeah. Same thing. And yeah. what happens is there are all sorts of small animals, the entire small animal terrestrial families that live amongst these monocrop agriculture and mm-hmm. eat and feed. And a lot of these items, obviously, they're prey animals. When you look at the hierarchy of animals in the ecosystem, you're not exactly seeing a rabbit going for the throat of a deer, right? So rabbits are prey animal. We call them they're they're little grazing animal. They're food for many different animals above it. Right. They live in these monocrops often with tons of other animals, including deer. Deer love to bed down in these crops. Am I right? Like we see it all the time, even in the sunflower fields here around Willard, you'll see deer beds. You know, it, if there's a place where they can get out of danger for the night and there's food and stuff with tall grass around them or tall plants, that's where they're going to stay. And unfortunately, when these prey animals or smaller animals are young, they don't run away they stay there so when a harvester is coming down or a combine this is the un you know unintentional consequence of a monocrop agriculture you're not going to stop your tractor mid plow and oftentimes they don't know know. yeah Yeah, they just don't know because they're bedded down like they're they're bedded down and you can't really see them and when you have just acres and acres and acres and acres of this one crop, to them, it's an ecosystem. It's yeah. just a big forest of corn. So they're just hanging out and they're living. And that's that's not wrong on the deer or the rabbits or whatever animals are in there. It's not necessarily wrong on the humans for trying to feed humans. They got a job to do. You yeah. Know, they're, they're out there just making weight. But that's where the conversation and the argument needs to come to an agreement that you're not devoid of fault. Because you're not eating meat. Unless you are growing all of your food yourself at your house. Right. You are not devoid of that. You are causing some sort of, you know, unintentional or intentional loss of life for many different animals and species, whether you realize it or not. So that argument of morality is, it's silly. It's silly with the information that's out there now. If you really want to do it the right way, look at what Rogan did and he... He gave himself an ultimatum. He said, I have one of two decisions. I'm going to stop eating meat or I'm going to hunt. 
and I haven't tried hunting yet, so I'm going to try it. And if I like it, if it's something that works out, you know, we'll yeah. go from there. But otherwise, I'm not going to be a part of the factory farming, you know, just mass slaughter of animals anymore. He's like, I'm going to go get my meat where I know it's still meat and animals from happy animals. Right, right. And I'm not going to be a part of it because I don't agree with it. That whole morality thing. And personally for myself, I agree with what he just said. We should be more keen and observant on where our food comes from and where to properly source it. And if you can't really source, uh, you know, a, a local uh, meat purveyor, you might have to, res- you know, resort to hunting and getting your own meat. Because that's ultimately, you know, what we strive here to, you know, encourage for if you're able, if you're able, absolutely, you need to be able to, you know, do that. One and of those it, things, you don't want to have to rely on the markets and stuff. If World War Three happens or what, yeah. God forbid, another plague or whatever comes through, yeah. like you got to fend for yourself. Look at inflation now. Can you fend for yourself out there? Look at look at the inflation, the the rise on oh, meat abs- alone. On everything, just keeps going everything. up, and it's you know ground beef and stuff six, seven, eight dollars a pound. Yeah, all now. that trickles it's, down. So now now your you know five dollar burger or wherever is now eight dollars. Yeah, or your fifty cent corn dog day is a dollar corn dog. Oh day. man, that's, she's gonna be mad or whoever that was. Oh he, yeah, she whoever it was. He she it they by Dame. Um, have Bug, you seen that ghost, there there is camel, a whatever they there's a video where this guy's like a, I don't know it's like a face to face chat type of thing so he's he introduces himself this lady's like oh my pronouns are <laughs> she and whatever and he's like okay my name my name's Nick and then I go my pronoun is Gur <laughs> and so he's a black dude so he gets these unsuspecting white people you know Okay, I, I, if you could just say my name and then what I go by, and then so, oh, hi, Mister Nick. Yeah. Give it some space, girl, and then they immediately freeze up, yeah, and they're like, oh my gosh, and he's busting up. You know, obviously it's gosh. a play on getting the, That's you so know, the funny. rise out of the people, but I think it's funny. <laughs> See, I'm not alarmed by by these words because I know words have intent you know it, right. it's all about the intent yeah. and that's the whole joke for him too that's why it's, yes. it's funny for yeah. him he's not sitting here <laughs> he's not offended mad or offended no. at these people because he's setting them up you know it's a joke <laughs> it's no, pretty funny good. oh man i've been watching uh netflix also just came out with the new love on the spectrum the u.s so if you remember a long time ago, at the start of our podcast, I talked briefly one episode about the love on the spectrum. It was the UK or the Australia one, I can't remember. Um, and it was dating life for autistic people in Asperger's. So people on the spectrum, life hmm. on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, okay. So they just and follow someone around? Kind of? No, they, they do it in a way... It's not spoiling anything, um, but they do it in a way where they counsel and help prepare and plan, organize and educate with like mm. a one professional, you know, therapist that yeah, yeah. that works specifically with people on the spectrum, uh, a wide range because that's why it's called the spectrum of autism and Asperger's, and she teaches them. Well, first she assesses them, you know, their to see their level of where they're at. Correct. Of, yeah. Their their um capability yeah. of social skills currently. 
and what she so the the do they set them up or they are you know what i mean some yes in a way they will set them up for like speed dating situations where there's actual local speed datings and they'll put them in so that they kind of get well some of them are depending on the individual yeah yeah you understand that some some people are going to be way more independent Right. than others yeah, some yeah. people are going to be able to not have to uh have anyone around them you know caretaking at all some people can have jobs like full-time jobs mm-hmm. their own businesses careers some people not so much so those people will almost always be matched up only in speed dating with other people on the spectrum i got you whereas maybe one or two people on the show might be um, independent enough that they have a mix of people to allow them to, you know, see right. who, who their best matches. And it's so interesting because the first one, you know, was just, it's such a great series. Um, especially <clears throat> for someone like myself that has never, you know, never really thought about how challenging that would be. Oh, it'd be terrible. Um, in their situation, especially with finding, a compatible mate for your situation and for their situation. Right, right. Forever, like for life. Like how long are you going to be able to do this? Like what is your capabilities? Can I rely on you to be able to, you know, help me or call 911 or, you know. That would be hard to get behind and to make. Yeah. Or make, I don't know. And Make it work, I guess. And imagine being 19, 21, or 30, or in some cases 50 or 63, you've never dated. And then you probably don't you and have you, the social... And you have to try and find. To try to, yes. Yeah, that'd be... Man, and that's be another thing that you notice that the parents of these people, you see what they have, what they were doing for their kids in their early years by where they are now Mm -hmm. and it's not like the parents on the show neglected them but you see the different strength levels of the parents whenever Mm -hmm. you see the results of their kid where they're always like well they said he'd be nonverbal. they said all this he's like look at him now and this one dude we talked about him before his name is michael michael yeah i wear a suit i prefer formalities Mm -hmm. if that's all right you know, he's always dressed great. Mm-hmm. He speaks eloquently. He enunciates. You know, he he doesn't misspeak. He's just he was brought up his mother and father together, still two parent household, which mm. is great. In a great family, a sister. His mom and dad taught him humor, sarcasm. They taught him body language, and he ran with that. He can mm. read you and like yeah. tell if you're so being he's well-rounded and can fit into they society. They did so well, yeah. and and they applied the educational and developmental training behind it, where they they gave him the reading, the writing, the speech therapy, right. everything where he excelled. And now, the only thing you could tell if you were a kid and you were talking with him, like if you were. 12 again you'd be mm-hmm. like this guy's kind of weird a little off but, but that's all you would say yeah yeah, yeah. M- michael was one of the you know most amazing examples of what is capable because he knows all of this stuff and mm-hmm. he's so well together he's so professional that you can't tell he has any sort of illness but then it's like well what does autism look like they always say that and it's kind of a gotcha thing to make you feel bad and i get their point but 
it's just like that. Growing up, we didn't know, I didn't have any idea about that kind of thing. The only thing that we knew of due to our school and locality, we had a developmentally disabled school that took in the regional students that needed that requirement. And it was separate and not the alternative school like in some cities and areas. Well, I mean, I remember we had classes, like PE classes with them, and we would play like dodgeball and kickball and dude this dude i remember this one guy we grew up with him i can't remember his name or anything he had the head the size of a watermelon a gigantic dude but that kid could boot the ball like you wouldn't (laughs) believe he was always the runner-up dude he would knock everyone in just douche it was gone (laughs) Yeah. yeah and you know so growing up i didn't know other than the extreme examples, I didn't know that there was anything in between or hybrid or a different development or different views. Um, That's a th- yeah. Why weren't we different? Taught, why wasn't well, that education available? It maybe? was. Listen, it it was still it was just on the edge of us being mainstream knowledge. So that's why mm-hmm. they they didn't have All genuine the, yeah. tests and yeah. education on autism and Aspergers where they didn't really know. So kids weren't getting correctly adequate treatment for yes, the most part in yeah. therapies and treatments and education and help, you know, for their issues to, in order to strengthen them and help them for the future and grow into adults that they can have a regular life with no, no issues. Most kids instill from like our era on were forgotten about and never tested, never done. And they just, were all called weird. They were, you know, called all sorts of names. And then you think back now and you, you can picture situations where different people in your school and in your class acted in a way where you're like, you know what? I think this person potentially was undiagnosed, you know, Asperger's or autism. I have so many of them. So many people in our school and our class was very prevalent that, you know, they, they, they showed so many of these signs, so many signs and people just gave them a rough time in yeah. school, but it wasn't anyone's fault. We didn't know. Ex- no one knew. And it just, yeah. you know, and if anyone, I say there is blame on, on the teachers and the administration and the parents for not educating children because as children how are we supposed to know know. if it's not from an adult telling us about hey hey you don't say that about this kid well why because he's the he's just like you he just thinks and processes differently his brain works slightly differently than yours but you making fun of him is not okay makes you look like a fool yeah and this was never i mean it was done to us but we only saw and knew about the extreme examples or more aggressive examples right. like that would require the developmentally disabled school attendance. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. And it really makes you think, you know, and feel really bad for a lot of the stuff that you might have been a part of growing up. Maybe just you didn't have any harm. Your intent was just I'm a kid and kids make jokes and make fun. But when you look back on, you know, 
some of your interactions, some of them weren't great. Like for right. myself is what I'm talking about. Oh, not, yeah. no, not, I, not for you. No, we've all been there. So yeah. We all where, regret stupid things that we things. say for no reason, you know, but for the most part, luckily I wasn't really a part of that. I always, you know, we were raised better than to intentionally make fun of someone, especially for any sort of illness right. or deformity, any, you know, anything like that is not really going to get made fun of by us. Cause I can't imagine, you know, doing something like that to someone that can't change something about themselves. They didn't ask for it. Oftentimes they didn't deserve it in any way, shape or form. It just happened to them and they're dealt different cards than you. And I wonder if some of them realize that they're, you know what I mean? Just slightly different. No, they all do. You need to watch the show. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. I need need to check it out. I'm telling you, they ask them when you meet them, like, uh, like what does, what does having autism mean to you? And he's like, like Michael, for instance, the, the one that I was referencing this time. He's like, well, I suppose it just means I process things differently than others. And I have hobbies like toy collecting and like Thomas the Train that I just really enjoy. Mm. Um, it just makes it hard for me to talk to people sometimes and understand how they feel about me. And like, what's some of your fears? He's like, loneliness. Hmm. I fear about being alone, that I won't find a partner. And they're, crazy. they, so they are have just the same realization exactly as us. the same yeah, yeah. awareness, just different levels of, of speak, uh, of, uh, of speech. Be able to communicate it out. Yes, whatever different levels of yeah, communication. Yeah. That's what I meant, you know, to say. And some of them have different understanding and learning levels where it just takes them a little longer, but they understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, this isn't a you different can't talk l- down language. Too, no, and right, that's right. the biggest thing that you notice yeah. in parents on this show. The parents that spoke to their... Yeah, a little bit. Just like yeah, kind of the baby talk they, or whatever. They didn't develop it. as far as the others that spoke eloquently with large words. Mm-hmm. They spoke to them like an adult. They taught them things. They corrected them. They said, no, don't do that. You don't, you don't, you don't say that around a woman. You know, you would never say that. Well, why? Well, that's rude to say. You would never do that. You know, you see a difference in parenting styles and it's very interesting, but the whole series is just so good. There's two different ones. You got to watch it. Yeah, I definitely will. I don't know why, but, uh, people's behavior fascinates me. I will people watch all day long. Absolutely. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. (laughs) <laughs> there's this new oh there's this guy he's my favorite he's an indian dude right he's his name is sabod sabod <laughs> he is from where is it san francisco california or la somewhere out there and uh his parents couldn't ever help him with dating because they never dated. They had the arranged appointed, marriage. Yeah, appointed, yeah. So they, they never met each other. And it's like 15 days later, they were married. And Yikes. they even said that. And they're still together. They love each other. They did great with Sabad as best as they could for mm-hmm. their situation. Then they moved to the United States and, you know, got him going and gave him every chance of a much better life with all the resources of learning. And he's very verbal. He can speak. He's always got a great big smile on his face. Yeah. But... He tries to be cool sometimes. Doesn't pan out. <laughs> no, dude, it's so awesome. He needs. He, this is what I told Brittany. I was like, he needs 
a group of guys that genuinely care for him, that genuinely look out for him and genuinely motivate him Mm. because he's like talking to the therapist girl. He's like, so you're interested in meeting a girl? And he's like, yeah, (laughs) overly excited. He's like, yeah, (laughs) he's like, why why do you want a girlfriend he's like uh and and you see him getting confused and hung up you know because part of part of gears are working up there yeah and she's like so again like why would you want a girlfriend like and his mom's like because why and trying to help him and he's Mm -hmm. like hug and kiss (laughs) like he's so excited it's awesome dude his name is sabad he he's the man I kept saying, I was like, Sabot is the man, dude. He he took a girl out on a date, you know. He he forgot to pull the chair out mm. for her on the first date. And then the lady's like, she asked him if he remembered to do it. And he's like, oh, no, <laughs> I forgot. He was, he's all mad at himself for that. That's great. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Let me see. What else? Well, how is uh how's your... How's your new day shift transition been? Uh, it's pretty good. I still uh, am not going to bed as early as I need to be. Yeah, that's always a problem. Like, I, I probably need to go to bed at like 8 p.m., 9 p.m. maybe, but I usually don't fall asleep till like midnight, midnight 30, then get up at 4.30 every morning. So that's, you know, it's, it's been rough, but I like the fact that I get off and it's still daylight out. That's fantastic, you know? Yeah, that's not sustainable yeah. with the sleep cycle, but. Yeah. No, I'll just have to go to bed earlier. I do the same thing. I have a problem going to sleep i hate missing things that's my biggest thing like you know like i will sacrifice and get whatever three to four hours of sleep just because i I don't want to miss anything yeah but you're not missing anything you're just going to bed early. well whenever i was night shift <laughs> I, whenever i was night shift i would miss things so on my days off i'd sleep the entire oh, yeah. day yeah yeah and then no the- one's awake at you know all you know whenever yeah. i was awake so it's just that's where what i felt like i was missing everything yeah. yeah, having having a even a nine to five kind of job has its own challenges, but it's still not anything like having a night shift. It's so much better being able to, you know, like you you have sunlight right now. Well, yeah. kinda. It's rainy here. Yeah, <laughs> it's been super stormy today, the past couple of days. But what else do we got? Let me see. Squirrel season. That's. If it's not already here, I'm pretty sure it is. Let's see, five twenty-one. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's squirrel season finally here in Missouri. We ought to go to Marionville and bag us a black squirrel. I don't think you or a white squirrel. I can't remember. Is it white or black? It's the white. They're known ones. for the white one. They look like the yeah. like a cat. Yeah. When you're out there just driving through, you'll see like a white, it's scraggly cat. White, and it's not a cat. It's a squirrel. Yeah. For some reason, Marionville, Missouri, they have this population of albino Home squirrels. Oh, the albino squirrel. <laughs> They're just roaming around in people's neighborhoods and in the trees. So if you're ever longboarding around or driving yeah. around or riding your bike around the town, you'll probably see a a red-skinned, like, white-haired <laughs> squirrel running around. They look so weird. No. Oh, dude, we went uh, floating, I mean, the same... Lady friend went floating on palm to terra, took out the uh, kayaks and just kind of floating along. And then out of nowhere, the most graceful bald eagle comes oh, yeah. out and is just soaring. Like within 20 feet overhead, we're like, 
This is the greatest thing. Ever. Just the most immaculate bird flying just oh, graceful shit. over this pond. I literally saluted. I didn't know what else to do. I was like, God bless America. Wham. You know what I mean? I almost always awesome. salute the gold, like bald eagle for some reason. I just, it's just, so it's just a rare sighting and it just makes you feel so darn good. Well, it's it's rare around here. Yeah. Well, rare-ish. It's uncommon. There's locations where they're, yeah, yeah. where they're at where you can go find them yep. in certain seasons, certain times. But yeah. It's pretty rare. I've only seen, I would say, like three to five maybe in my life. I've seen quite a bit, but I'm always yeah. fishing and going to places like yeah. that. Like if you go to Beaver Dam down in Arkansas, around Beaver Lake, Arkansas, um, you can go to the bottom of the dam, and as long as the dam isn't opened up and flowing a bunch of water and it's at the low setting and closed uh, there's tons of bald eagles that just sit in the trees That's cool. and they'll yeah. swoop down and tush, grab a grab fish them. and yeah. it's massive. You'll be fishing, not catching anything and they're catching and they'll them. swoop <laughs> down and just catch fish. It's amazing. Yeah. They're pretty amazing, pretty amazing creatures. I also saw a, uh, I don't know if it was a chicken hawk or something, but I was basically going around a blind corner on my Harley and I, as soon as I come around this corner, I see an, an armadillo running across, scurrying across the road, and then a hawk falling right behind it, just and just barely misses before that armadillo gets on the side of the road. I'm like, holy cow! That would have been crazy to see him yeah. pull off an armadillo. But I actually, <clears throat> when I was fishing last week, I was at Fellows Lake and rounded one of the corners, and there was a, a, a carcass to something on the side that was pretty pretty bad mangled <laughs> there was four vultures and one of them had a black head it was a black vulture hmm i've never seen that you don't want them they are the worst most horrific right out of a horror film they're so cruel they're not like our red-headed vultures or like our turkey vultures they kind of scare off easy or you know yeah. not really mess with black vultures for some reason, they're stupid and protected, but the farmers here know you shoot them on sight hmm. and you just hide the bodies and let the coyotes eat them oh. because those nasty things, they will follow your calves and find the baby calves and they'll wait and pester them for days on end, make them so tired and relentless that they just hmm. give up and they'll eat from the nose Mm. a live cow they're not like a regular vulture where they only eat death yeah. they will literally hunt like your your livestock and start eating and pecking its nose and like it's the weirdest most mm. messed up thing man but those black vultures are are awful and there was one of them in this site That's like crazy. in this little pack and I'll tell you what if it was anywhere near my land I, I can't say what I would do to them, but I would not want a black vulture anywhere near my land. I don't have animals right now, but I don't want them in Missouri. Mm -hmm. You know, we already have enough. You know, we don't need another and animal. I'm, I'm almost certain like vultures, like their defense mechanism, they, they can throw up on sight. Yeah. Like something's attacking and they just. bile <laughs> from their stomach and all that acid out. I mean, if that happened in real world, you know what I mean? Like. Some guy cuts you off in traffic. He gets out, and you start throwing up on him. Is he gonna yeah. want to fight you? I don't yeah. think so. Listen, man, you cut me up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, get out of oh here! Oh my gosh, these are new shoes. What is wrong with you? Listen, man, back up. I got at least two, three feet left to spray. <laughs> oh man, that's gross. 
Mm. Well, we got UFC tonight. I think yeah. I can't remember who's fighting tonight, isn't it? I know it's a big one. I know possibly Holly Holmes fighting tonight. Let me see okay. UFC. Have you seen? I don't know if this is a new division or something, but bare knuckle uh, fighting. Bare knuckle fight, dude. Club. That oh, yeah. is. I saw a dude, video on that, and oh, they yeah. are just wailing. Oh, yeah. And that is what we talked about. Uh, the argument goes back to: um, Are the gloves helping or hindering yep. and causing more injury? You can throw way harder punches yep. with pads on your hands than just yep. your knuckles hitting bone. Yep. Um, Holly Holm versus Fiera tonight. Oh yeah, this is great. We are live. Let me see where are we at official score. Oh yeah, I'm pretty excited for this one. This is going to be uh, it's going to be a good one. There's a lot of good fighters on here tonight. I'm pretty excited for this. I I almost never miss the UFC fights. If if I have to, I'll go to like MMA Core and rewatch uh, the fights from the previous night. But lately, dude, they've just been so good. There's some straight savages. You need to send me that link because I don't I don't know how to. Okay. Access that information. You mean how to how to how to just watch? We are going to fully purchase the licensed stream yes, from ESPN we are Plus. Buying it. Mm-hmm. We wink, would, wink. We would never ever 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 tell you to not give the UFC fifteen thousand dollars a year to watch all of their fights. And as a matter of fact, I would never tell you to go and maybe watch the occasional fight elsewhere mm-hmm. because that would be not detrimental to, to someone who doesn't necessarily need a whole yeah. lot more money. But if one were interested in the UFC and wanted to say test their test buy like yeah. before their purchase, oh, you know, yeah, 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 there yeah. are places that you can go to kind of uh, you know, watch these fights which are great. And uh I just look forward to the fights tonight. I'm pretty excited. Right on. Pretty excited. They've been good. Well, anything else you want to talk about? I'm good. I'm just kind of tired from staying up and listening to that guy rev his engine all night oh, yeah. <laughs> i thought for sure dude i thought he was gonna blow that engine it was just an hour of straight just giving her beans just <laughs> the tires to spin Gosh. only a hoot in town there. missouri you know yeah. what i mean yeah <laughs> no, hey man you wouldn't have got any chain in that tent now that's exactly need, how he hey, man, sounded I pulled out man but throw in some uh, drunk slurs and some hicks in there as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> Probably a couple hard R's for some reason. He decides <laughs> to pepper those in there too. You're like, what? It's two in the morning. Like, yeah. what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, and whenever we checked out his ruts and stuff the next morning, we walked over there and dude. He didn't move, but maybe an inch. Yeah, he probably just and sank. just dug out just huge, no. just ruts. And I'm like, what was he thinking? He didn't never even thought. You know, I was just laughing the entire time watching. I'm like, he hasn't tried. Like your problem is traction, obviously. Yeah, he can't you haven't tried to put anything. Yeah. One rock, one piece of log, Wood, one anything sticks, underneath that bark. back right tire yeah. is the only tire that's spinning. He yeah. didn't think of anything and just left it there. And I saw, dude, there was probably like. 50 beer cans littered all over the place. So he was wasted. So anyway. Yeah. That's <laughs> typical. That's one of the dangers of being at a campsite or being at a, you know, no. a, a take in for boats by a river. And it's a, public a, access apparently, for a reason. <laughs> yeah, apparently he snuck in. Normally you have to pay for, you know, oh, to, yeah. to get a little tag or whatever. He snuck in. And was just yeah. swimming and doing whatever yeah. else. There's not fire. a lot of security in those places. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, 
You take risks while I'm so glad we have them. I wish people would stop abusing them so that they will eventually take them away from us, you know, or ruin them. And, oh, another thing that before all this, like I had a good, well-established fire. I actually chopped down two trees around there or they were already down, but cleaned them up, you know, use that as wood and stuff and beautiful. You know, my fire was still going even through the storms. I saw him over there. He just had big logs thrown together, spraying lighter fluid on the whole yeah. mess. It would flare up for about 30 seconds and go immediately died down. Spray he kept more. looking over at my fire like, dude, you got to do it right. You got to do it right the first time. Yeah, I don't know anyone that set a tree on fire yep. from a little box of tinder. Yeah. Without going through the stages. You of have pro- to, yeah, you have to start small and build it a little bit bigger and feed it correctly. Yep. And yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> it never ceased to amaze me, though, when people like... You can see a city boy from a country exactly. boy instantly. When they're like, hey, you want to go camping? I'm like, I mean, sure, yeah. Yep. And then you go, and they're like, meet you there kind of a thing. And you you yep. get there, and they're pulling out three backpacks and a duffel bag. <laughs> and start doing all their, like, uh, you and know, unpacking of, all the unnecessary yeah, None things. of it is their tent or sleeping bag at all. <laughs> yeah. It's all like... Oh, here's my solar panel for my iPod. Yeah. And you still have an iPod? Here's my TV stand that has a fan on the side. Like, come on. You know. (laughs) It's it's always pretty funny. They always have gadgets. This is my 13-in-1 knife pocket sharpener and peacock feather. And just use that one time and you realize, okay, I don't need any of this and none of this was helpful. You're just surrounded by flashing, just just this sound from all your electronics, like a frequency hum. <laughs> just I love living off the grid, you know, camp is just the greatest. Camping life is wonderful. <clears throat> oh man, I my foot spa is stuttering our generator. Yeah. I wonder, and I they're wonder the first people increase our generator to size. have uh, an all you know sixty thousand dollar Jeep all jacked up yeah. with Salt Life sticker on the back of it. You know that they've yeah. just ridiculous. And the tree hammock tent. That's, They're a phony. It's like three-way, and they have yeah. that set up just for fun. Yeah. Their kids have each their own tent. Yeah. A lot of gear. And the, while that is fun to do, if that's what's required to get your kids out in the woods, start that way and then slowly take all of it yeah. away. <laughs> you know, I as, forgot. As they get older. Yeah, I'm going to tell another little story that we saw last night. Is this family pulls up right next to us you got a, a big old beer belly dad gets out of the car no shirt you know he got two beers in his hand his very like you can tell stressed out wife gets out two yeah. kids and they start playing in the water you know swimming the drunk dad starts going down the river he's a half a mile he down just leaves him. screaming hey come on down he had a like a I'd say a two year old daughter, maybe younger than that, barely you know what I mean, young, and then maybe a four year old daughter screaming across the thing, Hey, come on down the water's fine. I'm like, I'm we're we were in between them and we're yelling at the, the lady, like, don't go out. They were gonna we could we didn't even walk out yeah. there because it the you know, the current was so strong, yeah, there's rocks it just are you kidding me to scream at your kids this float down there like we just, just lost so a guy on a river here in missouri just last week yeah. he, he went missing he was with his wife and kids if i'm not mistaken hmm. and they were going down rapids or something and he fell out of his boat and they were able to swim to the shore and he never surfaced yeah that's and crazy. the boat went down river you know he apparently went down river but nothing you know he probably 
drown, hit his head and drown, yeah. fell into a pool or got stuck underwater, stuck underneath under a rock, rock or and, anything. Could be, yeah, no yeah. telling. And I think they found him, if I'm no. not mistaken, just a couple days ago. So it's no joke when you're talking about knowing your river. You have hobbies, to know what you're doing. You these hobbies to. are so much fun and we encourage yeah. them, but please know your area. You know, after rains, we know here in Missouri, after rains, you don't go on certain rivers and that's no different than the buffalo river in arkansas many people know you class up and level overnight the second a rain hits it's no longer easy peasy it's your life is on the line immediately and not only that it's you have to have the skill to navigate like the whole river turns into it's It's, it's class four yeah you you re I don't know, reimagine the entire roadway or the riverway. Yeah, changes. So you don't know what's underneath there. There could be logs just no. hiding or under, underneath the surface. That's why I kind of got my ego checked whenever I, she first like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, you guys really want to go floating? And I'm like, oh, you know, thinking yeah. in the back of my head, oh, I've floated a million times. This this ain't nothing for me. And then she's like, yeah, well, I mean, just kind of go take a look. It's three or feet, three or four feet higher. She's like, yeah, I've definite. been doing, no, no. and then, and then she like got real serious, looked me right dead in the eye. Like I've been doing this for over 30 years. Like I wouldn't put my boats in. Like, that's all I needed. Thank you for being honest with me. You no. know, sorry. I was a little hesitant at first. Thank you. So we didn't float it. <laughs> so yeah, you just probably saved my life. So you just don't do it. It's not, it's, it's not, not worth, worth it. And then if all. you throw in, you know, a couple beers, you're, you know, it's, it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You flip once. You're not going to be able to... Yeah, wait till the next day or two or yeah. the next week. Yeah. It's not a big deal. You're not required to go down right. the river that day. And it actually worked out better for us because, A, we didn't get back right before it was, you know, nighttime. So yeah. we had so much time to set up everything exactly how we wanted to do it. Realize that, okay, I was, I was going to set up this huge tarp. The wind. We found a lot of hicks and stuff that would have been terrible once it started storming. Oh, if yeah. we had to, yeah, yeah. oh, we got to tear all this stuff down. We got to, you know what I mean? Things that just didn't quite yeah, work. We figured out no all prep. the airs. Everything went smooth. Got it all packed up for the big storm. Dude, it was just, it was just perfect. It was one of those things where, you know, we had the perception that, hey, we, we hear the thunderstorm coming. We got to react now or, you know, it's going to be bad time later. <laughs> yeah. But. Man. <clears throat> Every adventure, though camping, it's always it's always something. You always learn something. There's there's always something if you're observant yeah. and patient, you'll learn. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. You'll always learn. It doesn't matter how many times you've been out or where it's at. You'll always figure out something that you can change, take away, stop bringing. More importantly, right. That's the best thing. Minimize every time. Go comfortable at first if you're new, and then slowly take stuff away. Yeah. Um, figure out bare bones. What can you get by? And then give yourself a little peace of mind. I guess still bring them, but keep them in the car or something. Yeah. You know, like as a backup in case. That's one thing. I always panic. have like like a hatchet Food and some water like in my truck. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah. Okay. You know, and so whenever I was like, well, I got to strip down this whole tree or else we're not going to have firewood. Like, guess what? I got in my truck right there. Boom. I start, yeah. you know, getting all knocked out. It's just one of those things where. That kind of stuff comes second nature. You realize you need some things all the time, or you can utilize them sometimes. I mean, people used to carry knives in their pocket every day. Yeah. Many people around us, we still do, of course. We're still in a city, you know, where, and in an area where people carry pocket knives, the police carry pocket knives, they know we do, and vice versa. Like, it's not a thing at all. People carry guns. It's not a big deal. Um, But there's a lot of places where, People be like, why do you have a knife? 
And you're like, what do you mean? Like, I use this like 50 times yeah. a day. I feel weird if I don't have my knife on yeah. me. There's always a situation like, why didn't I put my knife in my pocket right now? How many times, I, <laughs> how many different things I've used my knife for, yeah. from hunting and fishing to, you know, for cutting fishing line, cutting yeah. braided line, for, oh, you yeah. know, to dispatching some small game, yeah. dispatching fish, filleting said fish, using it cooking, for prep food, yeah, prepping yeah. on camping. <laughs> I mean, Cutting paracord for building and for, oh. for camping. It's ridiculous. Even for opening envelopes and boxes, the most simple form, you know, what we do is people used to carry a way to make fire and a knife. I just don't understand the, the type of thinking where someone's, you know, like they don't use those things every day. Like, how could you not use, you know what I mean? I don't know. If you're, if you're walking around all day and you don't have something you, you use on a daily basis, like what? Some sort of tool. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I guess I can't. <laughs> it, it just boggles my mind when people, you know, like you carry a knife around. Like, yeah, why don't you? Yeah, why? Why? What why do you? How are you getting by without one? <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Do you use your teeth for everything? Yeah. Use your car keys your, for cutting your cush stuff? job. What do you, What do you do? Sit at it's a computer crazy. all day long. You know. Um, Heather. Heather, will you open this, please? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. She's got real strong hands. So Heather has just the most <laughs> mat. Don't. Don't let her know, but she has the most masculine hands in the office. She just rips those letters right open. I've seen her rip a phone book right in half. You know those yellow folders? Those uh, those those big top open top pull tabs. She rips the tab just right straight clean off. It's amazing. It's a it's a straight line. I can never get it all the way down. You know, it breaks halfway. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, uh, have you seen the? Uh, this is so funny has nothing to do with anything. I just think it's so funny that they keep throwing so many distractions at us. It's like just school shootings, you know, mass shootings here and there. Like we just I haven't had. heard of any of those. Listen, there was but a, I've been like a wall off Buffalo, New York in the grocery store, if I'm not mistaken. There's and it was like the same day there was like two, three shootings and the, and immediately Biden's guns. Gun this is this this, this is exactly why. You know, we need uh assault weapon ban and high capacity magazine. Bingo! Ding 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 ding. Oh there it is gosh. again. There it is again. Immediately, Same rhetoric immediately, that they've had planned in right their on time. Back pocket, you know, ready. Right on time. Just just in time. Auto pre planned script written out, anchorman style. Whatever's on the teleprompter, he reads it. So they already have this thing written out, ready for him. I mean, this is literally exactly like what. The most idiotic thing I've ever <clears throat> seen in my life from not only just a president, human beings in general, for all humankind, yeah. this is what he said. They were they were having those hurricanes, right? And Joe Biden goes to visit and speak on said hurricanes and the destruction and mm. the damage that they just caused Americans. I imagine he uh, laid it out eloquently Dude. and came out just flawlessly. Now, I don't know word for word because I, <laughs> he doesn't know word for word. No, no. He doesn't know words from words. <laughs> so he says something along the lines of, like, we must, you know, take care of the people affected of the hurricanes. And a lot of people have been getting... You know, vaccinations, that's one of the best things. Oh <laughs> and my he pivots gosh. into vaccines. 
Yeah, so while you're hunkered down, while a hurricane is outside, you're like, man, I got to get this vaccine or we are all dead, Listen, guys. Listen, dude, Twister, what was it, 1997 or 5? <laughs> <laughs> Some dude just banging on the on the door, right? <laughs> Who is it? Help! I need in! Show me your papers! Do you got your vaccine card? Are you vaccinated? No. Are, what? Are you vaccinated? Don't let me in. There's a tornado. <laughs> we can't help you because the number one way to help against these hurricanes or tornadoes is vaccines. vaccines. That makes no sense. <laughs> we can't help you. Sorry. Get vaccinated and yeah. come back. <laughs> Jeez. It's so funny how he's literally one of those marionette puppets. Just you puppet, pull a string and he's like, yeah. vaccines. <laughs> come on, man. AR-15. Assault weapon ban that I that I made and helped the first time, you know, with Bill Clinton and all them. And and the crime bill that I put through and locked up millions of black Americans and many others. You know, I like I care for people as Joe Biden. I care for people. Mm-hmm. When's the ice cream? I like that. I like that ice cream. With I saw the, one uh, little chocolate uh, chip on the top <laughs> video. He just gets done with a speech or whatever. He's wanders. He's, he he turns <laughs> to his right, goes to shake no one's yeah, hand, yeah. stays there for oh, it's a good solid three seconds of confusion, confusion. Then kind of walks around aimlessly, and then you can tell people just like kind of pointing yeah, like, "Hey, like go Joe, this way!" Joe, and Joe. he's like walking in circles, and <laughs> finally kind of musters <laughs> off the stage. And I'm like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, he is our president! What is wrong with you people?" <laughs> yeah, it's astounding. <laughs> oh man, it's astounding that, and like. I'm not going to go into any of the bits, but like I said, Cat Williams has bits all on this topic. Go watch his new special. He talks about it. He has so many good jokes, so many good jokes about this. It's straight up weekend at Bernie's administration that we got going on. (laughs) It is absurd. This guy just walking around. He's like, y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself making fun of this man. You know, and it's, it's kind of true. He's like, cause you'd unvoted for him. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you saw this. Oh, I'll, I'll pepper this in before we go. Newsweek. That's the source. Newsweek. Last week just did an article. Earlier this week, sorry, Monday or Tuesday. Newsweek. And you can find the sources at louderwithcrowder.com or go to Newsweek themselves because News Louder with Crowder talked about this and sourced it from Newsweek and put the website where you can go and find this exact article. During the due diligence process of Twitter and stuff, there's obviously, during the negotiations and purchase, it's not like, I want to buy your company. Okay, here's your check. No, it's you have to prove your numbers. And my team is going to be going through your team with a fine-tooth comb Mm. to ensure the investors are getting their worth and the purchaser is getting his worth or her worth and everything is legitimate and there right. hasn't been falsifying stuff, right? Because if you say Twitter has like 100 million people, active users, that's a valuable asset. But if they find out that there's only... That 20% of them are yes. bots or whatever it is, then yeah. So someone happened to do... They have this pat- patented algorithm software a third-party company does. And Newsweek talks says it 
by name. He says his, you know, this company's algorithm by name. And he's like, they used this particular search bot thing on Twitter in the profiles on Twitter to get a good sense on real users yeah. versus fake users. Right. Dude, Joe Biden, his followers, which is at POTUS, 49.3% are fake, fake accounts. How did I know that 49.3% of Joe Biden's Twitter account followers are fake. That's a lot of boosted liberal numbers right and there. And let me tell you what. Freest and fairest election in American history, huh? Mm -hmm. Most popular president in American history, huh? 80 plus million votes, huh? Yet 49.3% of his followers are fake fraudulent numbers added to, similar to overnight to ballots, added to yeah. the number. We're tallying the bananas here and... Tally me bananas, add some bananas more Bananas ain't way. adding up, yeah, all we're right? we're making a little cream pie. We got excess <laughs> of bananas coming in. This is absurd. Absurd. And now they're going through like many people's profiles and figuring out that it's not, it's not, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm just saying it's just Joe Biden no, and the administration. Yeah, I'm sure it's no, a lot of inflated. Tons of accounts have inflated fake accounts, but that's how they're infiltrating. That's how they're manipulating the commenters. That's how they're manipulating the fan base yeah. and botting people, you know, yeah, I can't remember. if that makes I've, sense. Someone is, I can't remember if it was a documentary or something, but he's like, yeah, you can just pay 30 grand oh, and get a bunch of and followers. then get a whole factory in Malaysia or whatever. Yep. You get a hundred, hundred thousand people in there just logging on and they comment doing one and like comment. And do, yeah. Yep. Just do a, just a little yep. bit of activity, move on the next fake account, do yep. a little bit of activity, same thing. But I just want to let you all know one more time. That this freest and fairest election in American history, without a doubt, Tyler, Fraudulent. most popular <laughs> president <laughs> in American history, You're a phony. with the most amount of followers ever, because he's supreme chancellor leader of the universe and world. Oh, sleepy Joe, you're in and, denial. Forty nine point three percent which is let's just say 50 percent yeah of his followers are fake and i'm gonna pull this quote exactly from <laughs> elaine bennis off of seinfeld fake 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 fake, fake. <laughs> the whole time <laughs> yep yep how stupid do we feel well i figure people would start learning their lesson after everyone felt very betrayed after bush and then obama as well it was back to back fake 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 yeah. like jersey shore kind of stuff like who wrote the note no seriously i'm about to punch somebody who wrote the note who did this it's just like all sorts of back and forth we talked about it so many times the semantic stuff to get you arguing on the stuff that just it doesn't matter it's irrelevant to the grand scheme of things but if you stopped and together you took a step back and realized what caused that argument or like what caused that problem you find the source yep. you find who you really should be mad at and what the problem really you know is instead of these little psyops and distractions yeah, they little, throw little at us. things they put in just to distract us on the main main points i think we're getting better this is indeed 
kind of uh, the age of awakening here where more and more people are, are getting woke, stuff bro? revealed are you woke? revealed to them and you know it's are they able to accept cold hard facts most won't though they'll look at that and say oh well i don't believe that source and then completely discredit for sure <laughs> um you know it's it's like the the source discrediting that's the easiest thing to do now to shut down an argument and if yeah. you're doing that you know that you you need to take a break from yourself here and analyze yourself and what in your engagements in the past year or two four years um and figure out where you've been where you are now and where you're gonna go because th- that kind of um, extreme bias being not objective at all you'll never see reality or facts even when facts are showing themselves to you and we're seeing evil exposed quite literally we're seeing evil exposed horrible things and people being exposed right before our eyes um, and it's are you choosing to keep your eyes open and see it and then you know, keep a note. That's that's one thing that conservative people are really good about. We don't forget what people did. That's Never why we keep forget. a track record. Right. And that's why whenever people are like, well, you're a racist if you do this. Ah, mm-hmm. I remember what this other person did for the past 20 years. Have you yeah. forgotten? And they're like, yeah, but you're a sexist. Huh? That's not how this yeah, works. Yeah, no, it's we keep a track record of what people's actions actually were and not what their words are we remember what they said but we even we remember even more what they do because that's more important are they doing what they say they're going to do and hey if they're evil and they say they're going to do evil stuff and then they come out and they do evil stuff you can't be mad at them at least they were being honest yeah they're they're telling you what what they're going to do what's more evil the guy doing evil and says he's going to do it or the guy that says he's going to do something good and does something evil I'll tell you what, mm. God has a feeling on that. He wrote it in the Bible. He's like, those people that are in between, yep. those people that are Christian but not. In you know the gray I mean? area. He said he would rather spit you out of his mouth, which is Bing. pretty kind of kind of crazy word, like kind of crazy that verbiage kinda, right. that it, it frankly pisses him off so much that you would act like a follower of him and use his name incorrectly maybe falsify his word falsify his teachings and like spread misinformation like well actually you know jesus was gay or actually jesus was a socialist and you start changing like things that clearly just isn't written about it isn't even discussed it isn't fact and you start changing things you know that that's a (laughs) that's a pretty slippery slope there that's a pretty slippery slope i see a lot of um Honestly, that's how a lot of denominations of churches get started, where they'll take a verse or a passage. Kind of spin it just a little bit and then start kind of creating something around that and then get your cult following, you know? That's it. Which is not, you know, (laughs) how it's it's supposed to be. You know, it, it should be honestly very simple. And that's why the show the chosen does a really good job about displaying how simple it truly is to a level. Um, it's a difficult and lifelong process, but the end result is absolutely worth it. And there's almost no other, I mean, like like there is no other way to do it once you found it. And 
finding faith, it's so important. We've discussed it so many times, but having that thing to look forward to every day and having hope in today's world in this, you know, in this time, man, it's, it's, everyone says that the world's getting crazier. It's getting so dark. All these bad things are happening. All these shootings, you know, it's causing me anxiety. I wake up, I woke up great. Yep. I felt great today. Yep. Still feeling great. Still don't have stress and anxiety to anything that the world is bringing because I have zero control over it. Yeah, why worry about something zero you can't effect. Ooh, there's an asteroid swinging by. It may impact Earth. Why are they saying anything like that? Yeah. You can't do anything about it. You can't change it. It's probably made up. It's not even going to happen. Yeah. You need numbers. You need fear. You're just causing, you know, f- you're intentionally causing fear to capitalize on it monetarily. Oh, for sure. And it's disgusting. And the second we, you know, realize that and we shut that down, we stop giving them views. We stop, we stop dealing with their network. Like I'm pretty sure CNN is bankrupt. If I'm not mistaken, I heard that they're going hmm. bankrupt and they're they're done. CNN Plus long gone. Yeah, it lasted for like a week. You yeah, know, we we already talked about that. Long gone. I'm pretty sure CNN is gonna be going bye bye. See, completely. Uh, who knows? It might get a bailout. You know, we'll see. It's their fault. I wish them nothing. Because <laughs> they're, they're all crooks. Yep, they're all crooks. A bunch of communists. <laughs> yeah, they uh, let the door hit them on the way out. Yep. Let's let's just let them and keep them down. We don't need them in our in our country anymore. Doing garbage, communist manifesto type stuff like that. Not speaking on the truth at all. Spreading hit them in propaganda. The face. Yeah, intentionally spreading deception and misinformation and divisiveness among our country for monetary profits and it's not just that it's like we were seeing political gain you know um they were manipulating candidates you know they were manipulating the information and the news and not releasing information on things like hunter biden's laptop that would have indefinitely swayed the election they intentionally worked with social media platforms to cancel out um this story from being reported on, you know, we all know it. And yet there were people that still voted for him. And we are led to believe that this was the freest and fairest election mm-hmm. in American history. And he was the most popular president with the most votes, even more than people coming out of a wartime president. You're talking, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you know, <laughs> the greats. Better than Lincoln. We got Lincoln up there, right? Because he freed slaves. You know, Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, yeah. That's a celebration of success. Did right work. All right. <laughs> right. Nothing. And we're talking about Biden did we're, more we're, than A.B.? Hey, I'm here to tell you, Joseph, whatever, Arnold, I don't know, Biden. I would is say Joseph Marie. Better Biden. <laughs> than Lincoln, Washington, than. Dude, Roosevelt, Jefferson. then Kennedy, Jefferson, then Taft. I'll say it, oh, Polk, Taft. Taft. I'm going to go way back. He's better. I don't know if you guys knew it, but Joseph Biden is the most popular president in American history. And we must celebrate and respect the level of success mm. in the public sector mm. that he has fought and worked for in all of his 357 years of service. And look, look how service. good we're doing right now. Yeah. You know, a, a loaf of bread's $35. Mm. 
What the hell? <laughs> a yeah. gallon of gas yeah. is twenty seven fifty. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, kings can afford that. He's he's made us all kings in this land, kings and queens. We can all afford it. We're all kings and queens in this land. We're in it together. Thirty dollars for a loaf of bread. That's pennies. Ain't no thing. Pennies I'll just find that in my couch right now. <laughs> to Joseph Biden's success. His 472 years of service in public <laughs> public sector. How could we not have the experience yeah. of 521 years of success in the public sector? Mm. You have the experience. It's of the experience that makes the difference. Really, half of Yoda. Yoda's like 900 <laughs> years old, right? What's your learners still have? Something okay. like that. Yeah. So he's a. So Joe Biden cracking up there at 733 years of of experience in the public mm. sector one would ex- expect the results to be right as they are now which are flawless first world country we've secured our nation our border oh borders are just safe nothing's getting through them the american Nothing. dollar is profitable and valuable too oh for sure i think it's uh in line with the peso right <laughs> we are energy dependent <laughs> who doesn't love being dependent oh yeah you know, I love being dependent, people being dependent on me, me you know, I dependent, you know, yeah. all those other big words and stuff, you know, <laughs> I mean, when you're 817 years in the public sector, you've seen a thing you, or two, you have right. seen, you've seen enough. I, I remember seeing a picture nothing. of him in Columbus whenever they sailed the oceans blue, you know, oh, Christopher. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Nina Pinta, Santa Marina. Yep. Yep. Joseph was on uh, the Pinta. Because he so. actually thought it was a racist cult yep. uh, that he was joining, but it ended up just being a boat mm-hmm. and a trip to the He's United States. He's pretty let down, but yeah, he he got here and he was wondering what what was going on. He didn't want to. He quickly got the boat back and boarded the boat to go back to Europe, though, because he didn't want his kids to grow up in a racial jungle. Yeah, quote. he didn't. He didn't like the way the uh, quote Native American Joseph looked. Biden. Six, 1619 <laughs> Joseph Biden you miss 100% of the shots you don't take mm. Wayne Gretzky Joseph Biden <laughs> you know with 1003 years in the public sector experience, <laughs> it's growing exponentially you, here <laughs> you understand that he he is fully capable both mentally <laughs> I mean he's sharp as a tack a tack is <laughs> The, the freshest of tacks that come out of the little, uh, like, paper boxes where it keeps them real nice and safe, not the cheap, like, plastic ones. Yeah, he's sharp. He's sharp. When you got a, a thousand and two hundred and seven years in the public sector, you're able to, to, to hone your craft to a level that's unachievable by normal human beings. And then when you prop said figure up on stage in a marionette-like fashion, he produces, you know, and spins gold like Rumpelstiltskin, which is ironic because Rumpelstiltskin was also 1,357 years old <laughs> in the public sector. Right. <laughs> you know, which is why he could spin gold from yarn. You know, that, that's what you learn right. when, when you're 1,450 years in the public sector. So I just experience. Googled, like, Joe Biden's best stammering speech. And there were so many to choose from. Yeah, you, I couldn't even find one. You know, I don't know what this one even says, but I don't know if it'll even play. Let's see. Come here. on, man. <laughs> see what it says here. Old butt buddy. Are you here, Neil? Neil, I miss you, man. 
I don't know what he said at the beginning of that. Anyway, maybe that one wasn't a good one. I don't know, but I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, it's hmm. most popular <laughs> American president. Yet he doesn't oh, know what planet no. he's on right now. It's so bad because this is the leader of the free world right now. I wonder and, if they uh, have to tell him, like, uh, all right, Joe Biden, it's 8.15 in the morning. Oh, he's I, need, not, he's, I need you he to awake yet. follow me to the bathroom. We're going to sit you right down here on the pot. Huh? huh? Our, uh, Where are we is, going? Yeah, you, you just do your thing. Okay. Our maid is going to wipe your butt here. And then after that, we're Who going is? right over here. No, you, just, you don't have to say anything. Where are we Come going? over here. We'll put clothes directly on you. Put food right in your mouth. And huh? you walk right out to the speech. And you just start reading off that teleprompter. That's it. Where's Heather? <laughs> what are we going to believe? <laughs> It's a sunny day today. Yeah. Yeah, it's real yeah, nice. It is. You hold this balloon, Mr. President. Oh. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's a real hot one out <laughs> here today. Where'd we get this? You know, my son, uh, Heather, uh, <laughs> we like to, uh, oh. Uh, sir, oh. you're, you're talking into a bathroom. broom handle that's not a microphone. And it's your son, Hunter. Huh? <laughs> Heather. He's got good hair. Oh, jeez. Oh, America. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our country, and that's our podcast. America, love it or leave it. I'm going to go watch some USC fights tonight. We appreciate you guys joining us. I'm going to dwell on that bald eagle I saw over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for joining Beer Bros Campfire Fun Time. I've been Grant. I'm Tyler. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye.